Welcome back to another episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. And if you are familiar with us, I want to welcome you back to a new episode. And if you're not, it's okay. We welcome you and go ahead and subscribe via whatever platform you're using. If it's Spotify, if it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Google Podcasts, it don't matter. Go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified every time we have a new episode. And if you know how things function here, you know that we start off our podcast episodes with our carefree update. So we're just going to hop right in. Now, last week we talked about how Gucci, the brand, Um, face backlash from a sweater that they released and the sweater looked a lot like a spin on blackface well after the episode came out dapper dan who i also mentioned in the update he said that he was going to have a meeting with the brand well they met and gucci announced that they want to do better and in a quote that they released they said gucci announces the first four initiatives in a long-term plan of actions designed to further embed cultural diversity and awareness in the company. And they also went on to say that they accept full accountability for the incident, which exposed shortfalls in their ongoing strategic approach to embedding diversity and inclusion in both our organization and activities. All of that is a quote from them. So basically, they're saying, sorry, we didn't take the necessary steps to have people of color in our everyday So we could have avoided all this. Basically, that's it. And many of you all know that I am in graduate school, but I never really say what it is I'm studying. So I am studying integrated marketing communications in grad school. And this is basically the study of advertising and marketing all in one um, from idea conception to boardrooms and execution. So basically following the timeline of a brand's marketing, honestly. And from studying this, I can tell you one thing about this entire situation. And that one thing is that it was completely preventable. Like I said last week, this situation really showed me that they don't have people at the table to tell them when something isn't going to go over well with a certain group of people. And after reading their statement, my theory was proven. Like, why are you just now going to focus on diversity and inclusion? Like, that shouldn't have been an afterthought. Brands have to start being proactive instead of reactive instead of having to go back and apologize for something being offensive do the necessary research beforehand and hire people from different ethnic backgrounds because you should be doing that that's it like that's a basic rule of thumb for all brands not because you're under fire and now you have to go and try and put out the flames especially brands that we're spending our dollars with Now, I'm not telling you to stop wearing your Gucci belts. You do what you want. But I am going to try to make a conscious effort this year to spend my money with black designers and black brands. That's something that I am going to do and something that I would encourage you to do as well. Now, in other news, Colin Kaepernick settled his case against the NFL last week. He filed back in 2017 saying that the owners of the teams were colluding to keep him from playing on all NFL teams because of his kneeling during the national anthem. So we don't know what the terms of the settlement were. 
Um, but I'm sure he's going to be feeling a whole lot better now that it's over. I respect him so much. He never gave up and he kept his integrity. And I just will always have all the respect for him. However, the fight is still not over because we are still facing issues from things like this because our next carefree update is about an 11 year old boy who was arrested in Florida, my home state. He was arrested here after a confrontation for refusing to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance at his school. So this happened because a substitute teacher insisted that he stand because he wouldn't. And he said that it was offensive to black people. He said the pledge was offensive to black people. And the teacher allegedly asked, well, if it's so bad here, why don't you go another place to live? And allegedly his response was they brought me here. And her response back to that was that he can always go back. You know, we know what that means when people say that when they say you can always go back, they mean back to Africa. So this teacher, she called a school resource officer to the classroom and they arrested the little boy and took him to a juvenile detention center. What I will say is that as an 11 year old, the boy is smart and I don't even know him. So apparently the teacher did not know that students were not required to stand during the pledge. So the spokesperson for the school and I think that entire um, county of schools they said that she won't be employed at any more Polk County schools. And it's a, it's just a shame that the children know more than the teachers do. And it's also a shame that they had to arrest an 11-year-old boy. But hopefully they will drop the charges. And we'll see in the next coming days if that's something that the district decides to do or the county decides to do. I feel like it would be the right thing to do, but we'll see. And if you want to read more on that, you can visit Huffington Post and search 11-year-old arrested and read up to see more information if you want. Now, I don't know about y'all, but this Black History Month has just felt a little, uh, to me like a little lackluster and it's hard to explain but it just doesn't feel like black history month you know like it's just I haven't gotten any feelings of pride this month so I wanted to bring you some black history and this one is going to be on a woman named Hazel Scott so Hazel Scott was a singer an actress and a pianist she was born in Trinidad in 1920 she migrated to Harlem New York with her family when she was about four years old and people just started noticing that she had a lot of talent so around age eight she started attending Juilliard yes Juilliard that one and she started studying under a professor and that professor taught her more about classical music so by the time she turned 16 I don't know what y'all was doing. Y'all was 16, but I wasn't doing what sis was doing. By the time she turned 16, she was performing on the radio and the girl was bad, y'all. She went on to perform at different nightclubs around New York. And then further, she went on to work in Hollywood. So the thing about Hazel was she refused to play roles in film that black women traditionally played so back then they had women cast as maids as prostitutes and she refused to do it so instead she made cameos appearing as herself and she was the first black woman to have her own television show no it wasn't oprah it was hazel scott she paved the way for all of this and the name of the show was called the hazel scott show and 
if you don't want to take my word for it, you can head to our Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries and check out the video of her playing two pianos at the same time. We posted the video on Sunday. Yes, on Sunday. So it shouldn't be it should be maybe the second or third post on the page that you'll see. Check her out. She was so dope and you'll see how lit she was. But yeah, we don't talk about her enough. So I wanted to make sure I shared that knowledge with you all because I just found out about her last year. And I don't know, it's like we talk about Billie Holiday. We talk about um, Eartha Kitt. We talk about Nina Simone, but I have never heard of Hazel Scott before. So if you want to share it with someone, share it with a friend, send a post to a friend, share it with your mom. I told my mom about her. She didn't even know about her. So yeah, share it with somebody. We got to keep this knowledge alive through the years so yep let's have a word from our sponsors and then let's talk about what we got to talk about today hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Success. Something that we all aspire to have or reach, depending on how you view it. For some people, success is a destination. Somewhere you arrive once you've done all the things that you believe make you successful. And some people view success almost as a tangible thing, something that you have, something you possess. And some people view success as a state of being, to be successful. I think I'm a combination of two. I view success as both a destination and a state of being. So I want to be successful. That's the state of being. But I also believe in traveling the path to success. That's the destination part. I don't necessarily view um, success as a tangible because if you have something, you know, in my view, I believe that if you have something, a tangible item, you could always lose it. However, none of these views are wrong or right. It really all just depends on the person. But one thing that I've been wrestling with in my head is defining success for myself. Yes, I believe it to be both a state of mind and a destination. But outside of that, what is success? Who defines success for everyone? Like we hear all the time, he's the most successful person in his field. She's the most successful businesswoman in her field. But who sets these parameters? And if we don't even know the guidelines or the checklist of items that are being used to determine who is successful and who isn't, how can we ever know when we've reached that pinnacle of success? So y'all know me. I just had to see the definition of success. Um, and I was surprised. So success is defined as the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, the attainment of popularity or profit, or a person or thing that achieves desired aims or attains prosperity. So, if we follow the dictionary's definition of success, couldn't the most popular person in your town be considered successful? 
I mean, it does say someone who's attained popularity. It doesn't place any restrictions on how much popularity. And it also says a person that achieves desired aims. So again, if we went according to the dictionary's definition, couldn't the guy whose goal in life was to have his own barbershop be considered successful? I mean, if that was his aim and he did it, that's success, right? Um, One thing I've learned is that success is not as concrete as we believe it to be. And because many of us fail to define success for ourselves, we're then left with everyone else's standards of it. And that can be extremely risky because you've left yourself open to the world's version of what you should be, what you should acquire, how much you should have, and so much more. I don't know about y'all, but I refuse to let other people and this world dictate my version of success. And as listeners, I want you to have the same mentality after this episode and on throughout your life. So there are three reasons I've come up with as to why it's absolutely critical to define success for yourself. So first, you have to define what success means to you on your own terms so that you aren't constantly comparing your journey to someone else's. I tell you no lie. About a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, I texted my friend and I was just like, I don't really vent much, but I needed to vent this day. And I said, you know, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I'm looking at all these people on my timeline doing this and that. And what am I doing? Like, I'm just not doing enough. And her response to me was, you can't look at other people and base your journey's timeline on theirs. Now, did I already know this? Of course. (laughs) But sometimes you just need that friend to remind you of what you already know. So there's a saying And it says that you can't compare your behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. When you see people on social media, they are not showing you the work that they put into their thing. You only see the finished product. So why subject yourself to your own scrutiny? Knowing doggone well, you should be grateful for where you are instead of where you were or where you could have been. We have these thoughts like, man... I could have been living in this city, going to this school, at this job. Well, guess what? You could have been dead broke, too. So you could have been wondering where your next meal was coming from, too. So be thankful for where you are in the present. Live in this moment and be present. I know where I want to go. And I know I'll get there. And when I do get there, I want to be able to remember the right now because I was present I was here we live so far ahead it's like we're on autopilot all the time or at least I know I can get like that where I'm thinking about a homework assignment I need to do a podcast I need to record um, a blog post I need to write a video I need to film and those thoughts can consume so much of your time that I forget to be here I forget what's right in front of me You have to find a balance in being productive about the future while also remembering that the future is not here yet. Take small pauses to just look up at the sky or, you know, look around you while you're at a red light. 
I tell you no lie. I was in traffic the other day and I looked out at my window. I looked out of my window and I saw a palm tree that I had not noticed in all my 24 years of traveling on this same road. And you know those moments when you're driving and you think, dang, when did this car get in front of me? That's because we're thinking about so many other things. We don't even see what's right in front of us. Be present and define success on your own terms and stop comparing your journey to others. Live in your right now. Embrace your right now. Even though sometimes it can be discouraging, you can feel defeated. Step outside of that and know that everything is going to be okay. And one day you're going to look back at these days and see that these days are really preparation for where you're going or where you're at in that moment. So that's number one. The second reason you need to define success for yourself is so that you know what you're striving towards. And that way you won't feel like you're chasing something out of reach, like you're on a hamster wheel. I know that so many times once I've gotten something or I've accomplished something that I've wanted for a while, I'm like, okay, that was nice. But what's next? That way of thinking is a byproduct of not having a concrete and set in stone definition of success for myself. So example, I always wanted to be in a magazine, right? I mean, my entire life. So last year it happened. And I remember being so excited. Like I'm in a magazine. Wow. I always wanted this to happen. And then the high passed. And I thought, okay, what's next? That was because I did not define success for myself. And God has a very funny way of showing things to us. And what I learned from that was you have to be specific. I said I wanted to be in a magazine. I did not say for what reason or for what purpose I wanted to be in a magazine. Just that I wanted to be in a magazine. And God said, okay, here you go. I got a full page to myself and the text next to me. The story was about a failed date. And it wasn't until maybe a month later that I thought, I want to be in a magazine and have a note what I do, who I am, what I create, what I stand for. I wasn't specific at all. So when defining success for yourself and what that looks like, be specific and thorough. Where do you want your career to take you? What does the house you want to live in look like? What does it smell like? What feelings can you envision yourself having once you've attained your version of success? And when you answer those questions, you know when you've reached or you're getting close to reaching your version of success because you've already spent time thinking about it and envisioning it. It's almost like the law of manifestation. And I don't know if I told you all, but I was on the set of a show that's going to be coming on TV this year. And... While I was there, as soon as I parked my car that morning, I cried. I cried like a baby. Mind you, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, so I can't call anyone about it. And I just remember feeling overwhelmed with emotion because I had envisioned moments like that countless times. And I envisioned what the environment would be like, who would be there, what they would be saying, what it would feel like. And there it was happening right in front of my eyes. 
That's how important it is to envision these things and know what it is to you. Because when you get there, you'll say, yep, this is it. This is what I've been waiting on. This is what I've been working towards because I've already thought about it. I've already envisioned what it would feel like, what it would be like. And now I'm experiencing it right now. So that's number two. Make sure that you define success for yourself and have a set in stone um, definition of what it means to you and be very specific. Now, the last reason you need to define success for yourself is so that you can be aligned with your why. Why do we do anything? Why are you here? What's your life's mission? Knowing and understanding what your why is helps you be able to know what success is to you and what's not. So Whitney Houston, God bless her soul. She had a powerhouse voice and her why, I don't know what it was, but her why may have been to touch the lives of others with her music. Therefore, her success could have been defined by how many albums she sold or how many billboard hits she got. However, success isn't all about things like that, but I'm just giving you an example. If my why is to touch the lives of others with my voice and my music, but I'm not using my voice for that, then I haven't reached success or I haven't even tapped into my greatest potential or capacity. Another example Companies have mission statements. Now, a mission statement, a company's mission statement is supposed to be the thing that guides the company's culture and ideals. The mission statement is the thing that sets the standard, or at least it's supposed to, you know, but some of these companies are not living up to what they say they want to be. But that's a different discussion for another place and another time. But anyway, the mission statement is supposed to set the standard for everything else within that company. So what is your mission statement? What is the thing that guides all of your actions from this point forth? If you know your why or your mission statement, everything else can fall into place after that. It'll be so easy for everything to just click. It's like a puzzle. So when you have that and you use it as a compass to direct your actions and your intentions, you'll be so much clearer on what success is to you. I know that my why is using my personal experiences, skills, and talents to help people. And there are no limits to this. Young people, old people, just people. I know that I'm here to serve as a vessel. Therefore, if something is self-serving or it isn't directly aligned or somehow just isn't going to put me in a position to be able to fulfill my why, then I don't do it. That's why the why is so important. If you're going day by day without a why, you're just like blowing in the wind. You won't know what steps you need to take, what opportunities are for you and what isn't. Find your why. Write it down. Look at it every day and remind yourself because that's going to be the thing that serves as your GPS navigation. There have been opportunities for me to make money, but they just did not align with why I'm here. And I knew that and I felt that because I knew my why and I turned them down. So you're going to have the same things happen to you in your life. Find your why and that's going to help you be so much clearer on everything else. So three reasons it is super important to define what success is to you. The first is so that you aren't comparing your journey to someone else's. 
The second is so that you know exactly what you're striving for. And when you arrive, you will be able to recognize it. And the third is so that everything you do is aligned with your why, your life's mission. But one more thing I want to leave you all with is be okay with your version of success. And don't let others tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing in terms of success. It's not always about living in the biggest house. It's not always about having the fastest car or the most expensive bag. If that's not you, that's okay. And if that's you, that's okay too. Personally, I want to retire to a house in the country. I want to own a few horses, maybe a garden out back, um, a wraparound porch with some rocking chairs. That's, you know, that's when I'll know I did it right. That's my version. That's what I want and have always wanted. And to me, that would serve as a symbol that I was successful because I've already defined that for myself. Other people may think I'm crazy for that, but that's okay because I know what resonates with me and what other people want and what resonates with them is their business. So stand in that. And if you haven't found what success is to you, take this week or even the rest of this month to figure it out. We're still early in the year. So I want you all to be very clear when it comes to your goal settings, your aspirations and things that you are chasing this year, things that you want to accomplish and ultimately who you want to be as a person, your evolution as a person. So I hope that this helps. I hope that it helped a little bit. And remember, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Carefree Black Diaries on Instagram and on Twitter, Carefree Black Pod. That is Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. Stay black, my people, and carefree. And we'll see you next time in the next episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.